I got a brother who comes over my house every time he comes over. <laughs> Everybody ain't able. The invitation list. Based on your words, you just told me you don't deserve to be at my home. Because you don't see this as a possibility for you. Next level. That was the first level. I think I got you. I think mentally, you're here now. I got you. What got you here, the same energy won't get you there. Moses parted the Red Sea by putting his staff in the air. Joshua crossed the Jordan by telling 12 of his tribes to walk into the water with the Ark of the Covenant. Why couldn't he just raise his hands with a staff? Work for Moses? Why did God take Joshua to another level of energy when Moses only had to raise the staff in the air? Because what got them there won't take them there to the noon there. And he also told the 12 to pick a stone up off the dry land as documentation that he drew the waters back. He didn't tell Moses to get any documentation. You have to understand There's always a new level of energy that will be used to take you to a new level of destiny and purpose. We can't borrow, I cannot borrow Pastor Henderson's energy to take me to where he is. Because I may have to do a little bit more because that was his season of energy to get to him where he is. Does that make sense? So if you're looking for the next level in life, it may require more energy on the level that you are now, whatever got you to the place that you are now. Am I making sense? What I'm doing right now is I'm pushing you into your destiny without your permission. Another principle that I live by comes from the Tower of Babel. See, I love reading scripture like a riddle. I want to read what it's saying and what it's not saying. Because a lot of successful truths is in what's not being said. The Tower of Babel was really built out of rebellion. There's something in that scripture that says something that rocked my world the first time I read it. And I don't know why it stood out to me, but in my early 20s, I began to implement this in my life, and I've built organizations around the world that have made billions of dollars in revenue. 
The Bible says that he had to confuse their language. That's not even the deep part. It's what he says after that. He said, because he knew that if he didn't confuse their language, there's nothing that would be impossible for them to complete. There's a riddle in that. If you build an organization of individuals who walk to the same beat, with the exact same language, the exact same mantra, there's nothing that they cannot accomplish. That's man. That's what he made us to do. So he confused their language. Hitler was able to build an army based on his ability to implement a language. And he built that language, and whoever interrupted the language would die. So now I'm going to talk about leadership. Because correct principles in the wrong hands can kill. Fire was made for good, but it can also be used to kill. Water gives life. But in the wrong hands, it can take life. Anything can be perverted. You understand the definition of perversion. Perverted is something that was meant for good but used for evil. The difference between a leader and a dictator. You truly want to follow a true leader. Leaders lead with inspiration and motivation. Dictators lead Are you ready? With manipulation. Are you leading your home with inspiration or manipulation? Do people follow you because they love you or because they're afraid of you? Do people show up to work on time because they love you or they're afraid of you? Leaders. Some of you call yourself a leader. Here's how I define the fact if you're a leader or not. When you move, who's following you? A lot of you call yourself leaders and you're really just taking a walk. <laughs> because true leaders have people behind them. And if you call yourself a leader and you turn behind you and nobody's behind you, you're just taking a walk. This is about leadership. How do you elevate your ability to lead? How do you stay in the mindset of leading with love versus manipulation? Because it's actually a very fine line. I've never asked to get on anybody's stage. Ever. Ever! But I'm always on somebody's stage. I have the fear of falling into the trap of having the desire to be on someone's stage so bad that I will accidentally manipulate them to get on their stage. So I never ask. Because I have the power of communication. I understand how to communicate. And I know that the gift that God gave me, if I use it the wrong way, I can manipulate myself into situations that I never should have been in. So I wait to be invited to the table because in the multitude of counsel... 
there is safety. This may not mean anything to you right now, but at some point in your life, you need to buy this recording. You need to buy the whole seminar because at some point of maturity in your life, this message is going to make sense. So, now that you understand the difference between a dictator and a leader, dictators lead with manipulation. Leaders lead with inspiration. Now what do we do? How do we create a lifestyle of learning and leadership? I'm going to tell you a quick story. My earliest memory in life was living in a battered women's shelter. So my earliest memory in life was being homeless. And the way that I found out I was, I, I, I was homeless, I was about four years old. I walk up to a refrigerator door. I reach in to grab the milk. And someone says no. So my first memory in life was being rejected. But the truth is, it wasn't our milk. It belonged to another family because I lived in a shelter. So that's how I found out I was homeless. We were in San Jose, California. The government shipped us from Fort Worth, Texas to be protected from my father, who was an abusive alcoholic. I'm the youngest brother of three. I'm 30. I'm 43. Thank you, Jesus. I'm 43. I can look at my wife to get my age. I'm 43. I got a brother named Willie. Say Willie. Willie is 44. Nine days out of the year, we're the same age. And I got a brother named Larry. Say, oh, Larry. Oh, Larry. Larry lives down the street. About an hour from here. Larry lives in an amazing, amazing, large acreage of, 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 of property. He has 24-hour security. He has served three meals a day. He's serving 40 years in the penitentiary. Larry's 44. He's been locked up this time for 16 years. Emphasis on this time. Three brothers. Same parents. Same battered women shelter. Same everything. But we all live three different lives. Sigmund Freud says you become a product of your environment. I'm about to test that theory. Because I believe that these three brothers, myself and my two brothers, can bring more light to the definition of you becoming a product of your environment. My brother Willie is an ordained minister. He's been a licensed minister since he was 18 years old. Willie was always the good child. If there was a 13th disciple, it would be <laughs> Willie. I remember as a kid thinking to Willie, smoke this, do something. Like, you're making me look bad and I'm the baby. Do something. Larry serving 40 years in prison right now. I was watching television. My wife and I were sitting on the couch, and my mom calls me and says, you need to turn it on uh, uh, um, CBS News, the local news station in Dallas-Fort Worth. And I said, why? She said, I think I just saw Larry. And I said, Ma, where's Larry right now? He's sitting next to me. I said, can he hear you? <laughs> yeah, he can hear me. I was like, what did you see? Just watch the news. 
<laughs> so this is like 2000, the year 2000, 2001. And I turned the news on. Y'all so nosy, look at you. <laughs> Woo! Y'all are some nosy people. Jesus. Boy, they are in tune. <laughs> it's like y'all watching This Is Us. <laughs> you don't even know Larry. Y'all be like, where is Larry? <laughs> I turn on the news. The chief of police, female, African-American, looking right into the camera. We are looking for the friendly bandit. What? And I promise you, I saw an image of my brother walk up to a counter at Lowe's Theater at Blockbusters when they still had one. Maybe that's the reason they went out of business. My brother distracted him. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to the signs at the time. <laughs> and they said he's... <laughs> and it's the craziest thing. It's like, why are they calling him the friendly bandit? They said he's nice but don't trust him. My brother was robbing people saying things like, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I wish I could make this stuff up, I'm not that talented. He said, have a nice day. So he was robbing them at gunpoint, but they called him the friendly bandit. And that's how he became y'all neighbor down here in Houston. I'm jokingly saying that, but here's my confession. The only difference between me and my brother in prison is I didn't get caught. This microphone is my service of paying back for God's grace and mercy. Thank you. Sit down. I haven't even got to my point yet. Three brothers, same parents. Same battered women's shelter, same everything. Same government cheese, same peanut butter with the film on top, you gotta steer forever. Same big old bag of Cheerios, don't weren't really Cheerios. They were just in a clear bag and they looked like Cheerios, but there was no label on it, but the bag was so big you had to put it over your shoulder just to bring it in the house. Same everything but we live a different life I don't knock my brother's lifestyles because they're where they want to be here's one thing about me I can love you and still be honest and I can run you away with my honesty which actually saves me time and money That's why I don't understand. How do you start a relationship on a lie? Do you know how much energy you just signed up for? <laughs> I mean, think about that. The energy it's going to take for you to maintain that lie. Every person in this room is a study. Where you were born, they have a study on that. The schools you've gone to, 
They have studies on that. What your parents did, single household, no father, abusive alcoholic. There is a study on all of this based on the studies that have been done on me. Based on all the stats, I am supposed to be an abusive alcoholic today. I am supposed to be in prison with my brother. I am supposed to be dead like a lot of my friends. I am supposed to be a loser. I was an ex-drug dealer. I sold crack cocaine when I was 14 years old. Jay-Z says that men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Here's one thing about me. I don't argue against the numbers. They're right. That's what I'm supposed to be. I just choose not to participate. The number one trap to hold you backwards is to participate in somebody else's opinion of what you should, where you, what, let me say that one more time for editing purposes. <laughs> the number one thing that's holding you back from your destiny is because you have subscribed to somebody else's opinion of what you are supposed to be. You are the author of your story, good or bad. The decisions that you've made. Your message last week that you preached, I listened to it. Pastor Henderson said, your yeses and your noes are who you are today. The things that you've said yes to and the things that you have said no to has ultimately created you and your reality today. So life is about choices. In my book, From the Hood to Doing Good, the subtitle is From Adversity to Prosperity Through the Choices that you make. Three brothers, same everything, living different lives. Everyone in this room is under the exact same information right now, but only a few will walk out with revelation. And the only difference between a person that walks out of this room who becomes a millionaire for the first time before we see them at the next event is they just implemented the information, which means they made it applicable in their life. The others walk out with information just as entertainment. Look at me very closely. I may be entertaining, but I am not an entertainer. I'm not here to win one friend. I would love to have every single one of you as my friends, but I don't need another friend. As a matter of fact, you can have some of mine. <laughs> I'm here to spread the truth, not spread popularity. And the truth is, I am unworthy to be on this stage according to the system standards. The truth is, I never should have been invited to speak in Tel Aviv, Israel. Who do I think that I am to have the audacity to be honored in Johannesburg, South Africa? Who do I think that I am to be able to speak for Bishop Jake's conferences? When the world has already deemed me unworthy. The worst thing that we can do is allow somebody else to come over.
friends and colleagues it's time to take action and subscribe to this podcast. Follow Kian Henderson on social media at Pastor Kian. Visit the website daily for lifestyle, leadership, and learning at kianhenderson.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep doing life.